Hello and welcome to our interview. The goal of these interviews is to delve into aspects of Ernie Davis's life in order to gain a better understanding of Ernie Davis and social justice issues that shaped his life. These issues are still prevalent in America today and have provided the basis for struggle for many Americans. Ernie Davis was born in New Salem, Pennsylvania and moved to Elmira, New York at age 12. Most known for his football career, he was the first African-American to be awarded the Heisman Trophy in 1961, and he was the first pick in the 1962 NFL Draft. He was diagnosed with leukemia in 1962 and never played a professional football game. Throughout his life, he was breaking barriers and leading America by example. Ernie Davis faced challenges relating to death, racism, education, and health. My name is Chloe Freeland. I am white and I use she, her pronouns. I am a senior at Coin Painted Post High School, and I'm very excited to begin this interview with Samantha Ward. Today, we will be discussing racism, allyship, and the impact of identity. So Sam, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, I'm Samantha. I use she, her pronouns. I am a senior at Corning Painted Post High School. I consider myself an ally to the Black Lives Matter movement, and I consider myself um, an advocate and an activist. Yeah. Okay, great. And so, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, one of the goals of these interviews is to spread the word about social justice. Um, knowing how and why you became involved in the Black Lives Matter movement is vital for being able to spread awareness to others. So I would like you to explain how you became involved in the movement and why you participate. I think growing up, because there were kind of two waves of the Black Lives Matter movement, and the first one was when we were really little, not really little, but we were younger, and I didn't really understand um, what it was. I kind of just, it's just Black Lives Matter movement were just words that kind of floated around in my household and in my environment. But I always was taught that everybody is equal and everybody deserves the same things. Um, so I never, it never occurred to me that, uh, um, that Black people were facing systemic racism during the very beginning of the pandemic when George Floyd was murdered, there was a lot of um, aftermath with that. Um, and I had social media, so I saw all of the heartbreak and the sadness and the loss and the anger and the rightful disruption. I started to repost um, posts that I agreed with that were talking about the Black Lives Matter movement and trying to educate others and I I took it upon myself to try and educate my friends and educate the people that I know in my life because I just think that I mean I agree with Black Lives Matter I I think that Black Lives Matter and I think that um, we America is not out of place yet where everyone is equal. And I think obviously that's really unfair. So why not fight for that equality? Thank you. So I was introduced to Black Lives Matter um, via the news. My mom always has the news on downstairs during dinner and 
like just throughout the day. After the death of George Floyd, I was also really exposed to all the protests and the violence mm -hmm. between the police and the protesters and the like general disruption in American society. Mm -hmm. And for me, especially, I think the news has not always been provocative. Like certain events that I see on the news may be horrific, but they don't inspire me to take action. And so I was wondering, what about the Black Lives Movement or yourself motivates you to take that action and make that step outside of just watching or observing? I think the, the point of the news is to offer information and to give information and to inform. Um, but I don't think it's created to encourage anything. So creating a movement or an organization such as Black Lives Matter um, is that encouragement. So outside of the news, it's more than just giving information. It's actively educating. To me, it's always been common sense that we should fight for equality if we don't have it. If my sister was being bullied at school, I would be upset and I would try to help her get through that or get rid of the bullies. So when I see that black people in America are being discriminated against, they're my neighbors, they're my friends, we're Americans, we're people, of course I'm going to help them. So it's never really been um, something that I needed to like actively motivate myself to do. It's always just kind of been in, you know, in my heart and in my blood to, to fight for um, people of color and minorities and marginalized peoples. As you mentioned that in the past you've taken actions, would you be able to expand on some of those as well? Mm -hmm. Specifically within the movement? Yeah, so I've definitely haven't done as much as I could do. There are always more ways to help, and I do really believe that. But so far, what I've done a lot of is um, on my Instagram, I follow a lot of informational and educational um, accounts that aim to clear up the misunderstandings of what someone means when they say Black Lives Matter, what someone means when they say ACAB or defund the police or anything like that. I follow a lot of accounts that try to kind of explain those things and explain why racism is still a thing, especially in America, or explain what is still helping racism to kind of maintain its place in this country. And then I use the posts, I take the posts from those accounts and I post them on my story or I send them to my friends. What I'm trying to do with that is just start conversations because I think communication and education is really what it all comes down to. It's like you have to be able to sit down and have a conversation with your racist grandpa who doesn't understand Black Lives Matter. You have to be able to sit down and say to him and have thoughts in your head that you can coherently explain to him in a way that he might understand. So I've always tried to start conversations about, about the Black Lives Matter movement 
um, and just Black Lives Matter in general. And I've gone to a couple protests. There were some protests that happened in Corning and then one that happened in Elmira, and I went to those too. I have tried to go to like a couple different like webinars that are focused around the Black Lives Matter movement or are focused around creating a space to discuss it. I've mostly just been trying to educate myself and educate others. I think that's what it all comes down to. As a white person, what do you feel your role is within the Black Lives Matter movement? I think my role as a white person, as a white woman, is allyship and actively listening and actively changing to constantly fix these ideals that these ideas that I have in my head that have kind of been placed in my head that I from a young age and to kind of be aware. I think awareness is part of a white person's role in the Black Lives Matter movement. And I think educating my white friends and my white family, um, I think is also really important. And I think as a white person, it's important to be active in the Black Lives Matter movement, but not in a way that takes away from black people's voices. You shouldn't take that space away from other, um, from black people. So I think you can sit down and talk about the Black Lives Matter movement and talk about racism with people, but I don't think you should talk over black people. And asking questions too. I think asking black people how they feel about this. There's a fine line between like trying to help a friend, helping them when they didn't ask for help, you know? Oh, right. So I think it doesn't hurt to ask a community, should I be fighting against this thing that happened to you? Like the specific thing that mm -hmm. happens to you or should I not? Because I don't want to be trying to help you in trying to help you with this when you don't need it, you know? So I think as a white person, you should definitely be kind of making sure that what you're fighting for is what, what you really, what um, black people really want you to fight for. Right, and well. you're not misinterpreting them right. or their message along right. the way. And then if you realize you have misinterpreted something, taking responsibility as well and, you know, maybe apologizing or just flat out admitting that you were wrong about something mm -hmm. or like I think you know like swallow your pride and um be okay with change how do you educate yourself mm -hmm. and how do you think this education kind of changes your perspective I'm a firm believer and I always will be that knowledge is power I think that's a really strong statement and I think it's true. I think reading books that are focused around racism or sy systemic racism like White Fragility, what you were reading about, or Sarah gave me a book that's called like So You Want to Talk About Race, which I'm really excited to read. And I think going on social media and having conversations is fantastic and I love social media for it. Once you like get like see a post and then you go into the comments on that post and then you have a conversation with someone in the comments for a couple of days and it's and, like you leave with like 
a hundred comments between the two of you. I think that's fantastic. And I think that's a great way to have conversations in, especially if you aren't really able to have conversations like with your family or with your friends, like it's really good to be able to build up your vocabulary and build up your knowledge on the subject with other people. So I think um, social media, following accounts that are about Black Lives Matter, that are about fighting racism, um, that are about helping marginalized people from a place of white privilege. I think that's, I follow accounts like that as well. So I'd say social media, books, or articles, or magazines, or stories, or anything like that, just reading is helpful because you may find something that you hadn't really thought about before. And maybe you were, like, maybe for the longest time you've been contributing to like a microcosm where maybe you think it's okay to like touch a black person's hair because like it's really pretty and you just want to go touch it um well that's an invasion of space that's an invasion of um their personal space and maybe you had never thought about that before maybe you had never thought about I mean, I don't think younger people do this, but I, I definitely think like older generations think it's normal to go and like pet someone's hair and be like, oh, your hair is so pretty, it's so exotic, you know, like, but I think if you, maybe you were to hear a story from some, from a, um, a black voice about how it makes them uncomfortable or how they don't like it or how they don't like being told their hair looks exotic, like, and then you had never thought about that. And then you realize, oh my God, I've been doing that all my life. And then you don't do it anymore because you heard that story. Right. I think that that's, again, that, com that comes right back to knowledge is power, to recognizing whether what you're doing is okay or not. And I think that's where that's... Right. Uh, being aware of your own yes. actions that you read. Yeah. I think that's a great first yeah. step or second step or any step. I think that's just a great step to make. So I think many people and myself included, like I can read something and mm -hmm. it could literally be about me and I might not even know or recognize. Yes. Actively or be aware that. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Listening to others is just so important. Like when you get into an argument with someone, or when you don't agree with someone, mm -hmm. don't read their response and only think about how you're gonna respond to it. Read it, think about it, think about what they're saying, think about their perspective, and then respond with that knowledge. Yeah. You know? Like you shouldn't you shouldn't think about what you're gonna say next when someone's talking. The purpose of Black Lives Matter movement mm -hmm. using like strong language such as mm -hmm. like defund the police mm -hmm. and stopping racism in general mm -hmm. I do think like it's meant to be strong it's meant to be mm -hmm. eye-catching and impactful yes, I agree and like recognizable mm -hmm. I think there's something to be said like you don't have to agree with what another, like if you support Black Lives Matter and someone else supports Black Lives Matter and then they say something that's like super crazy to you, you don't have to agree with them. That be, just because right. you you both support Black Lives Matter does not mean you're fighting for the same reasons or it does, and it does not mean that you're yeah. um, 
you're you guys are the same person so i don't think you should be afraid to identify as like a supporter of right. the black lives matter movement or of ending racism or anything like that ending racism and equality mm -hmm. is the message mm -hmm. and the different ways of getting there are all there's so many like, subcategories yeah. yeah there's so many ways that that we have to get there so many things that we have to start doing or yeah. do better to get there this is it mm -hmm. um thank you for talking with me you're welcome it was, it fun. was very nice to get to have this conversation with someone mm -hmm. um as some ending thoughts i was wondering if there's anything you would like to add or talk about specifically um anything that you think is significant I would say um, simply Black Lives Matter. I watch this YouTuber. Their name is um, The Queer Kiwi, I think is their YouTube channel. And they start their YouTube videos off with like, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, hope you're doing well, hope you're fighting because there's a lot to be fighting for. And I think that that's um, like, that's really nice to hear. Um, and it's true, like you, there is a lot to be fighting for. So I think to those listening, um, if you're not fighting, then you're doing something wrong and you should be educating yourself and trying to educate others and trying to create um, a better world. And if you're not doing that at all, with it, like, then what are you doing with your life? Like, I don't know. I don't want to be harsh, but... It, you know being murdered because of the color of your skin is that's pretty harsh so uh i think we gotta start recognizing that as a problem for those who aren't recognizing it, it as a problem okay thank you so much for watching i was talking with samantha ward a senior from my high school i hope you tune into the next episode and i hope everyone has a great day